Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who have been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that can help you along your military life journey. This episode is brought to you by Armed Forces Insurance. Armed Forces Insurance offers personal insurance options specifically designed for military families. To learn more, visit them online at afi.org or give them a call at 1-800-313-1936. Now, here's Ashley Peebles. Hello, welcome everyone to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. My name is Ashley Peebles, and I am so thankful that you joined us today. I hope everyone that is hearing my voice right now had a super blessed holiday season. Um, It was wonderful for myself and my family. Definitely a different year. I think everyone can agree to that. I don't know anyone in my realm that had a totally normal, exactly what they do every year, Christmas or Hanukkah or New Year's. So um, welcome everyone. I hope that it was blessed no matter what you did. Today, I can't wait to talk to you about one of my very favorite things. So my love language is travel. My favorite thing to do is travel, which means that 2020, not my greatest travel year, definitely put a cramp in my style. I think a lot of military families, we all enjoy traveling because the bug kind of bit us by moving around so much. And if you have been blessed enough to live abroad and live in another country, then I know it got you there. I know the bug bit you there. So 2020, not our greatest year for travel, right? But I am optimistic for 2021. And that is the reason that we're doing this podcast, because I believe that with the restrictions being lifted and um, the vaccine that's coming, I know there are a lot of people that are already getting the vaccine. Hopefully our travel restrictions are going to be lifted and you and myself, we will all be traveling again soon. So I wanted to go over military space A travel. That is a benefit to all of us that is not a benefit to anyone outside our wonderful life. So let's go over space A travel if you've never done it. It is awesome. It is a little weird. It is very exciting and it is not always a sure thing. So that's probably what makes it really exciting. I will give you the number one tip of space A travel. You do not want to plan to travel space A if it is something that you are on a deadline. And if it's something, if there's an event that is really important for you to be there and be there on time. Uh, Space A travel is definitely more for a flexible time frame. Uh, for maybe a vacation that you want to go on, maybe somewhere that you want to go. Maybe you've got a month and you just want to go somewhere and you want to save some money. That is one of our benefits is space A travel. So I'm just going to go over some of the top tips that we found online from some of our friends like Military One Source um, and some other publications as well as AMC's website. So number one, you should understand that the highest priority it's always going to get to board first. And they have priority levels from one to six, one being the highest, six being the lowest. And that ranges from military personnel on orders to military personnel with their family that are PCSing to active duty leave. That would be a category three. So you're going to fall somewhere in 
the levels or the, the priorities of one to six. Here's what you need to know. You need to do whatever you can do to get the highest priority possible. So definitely call your home base, call the person that's going to be issuing you your space, a travel, you know, documentation and try to get the highest priority possible. Sometimes there's some situations which mean you can bump up one class and that just gives you a better chance at getting on the flight. So there's number one. Number two, if you are going to try to just wing this with Space A, you want to go in the off season to have your best chance at actually getting on a flight. PCS season, school breaks, holidays, all of those would be a really bad time to get your hopes up to get on a flight. So PCS season ranges from May to early September. So the summer it's just, it's going to be a crapshoot, right? So you don't want to go and get your whole family's, you know, hopes up and show up to the Space A place, hoping, or the Space A terminal, hoping to be able to get on that flight and tell them, oh, we're going to see Mickey Mouse, um, and then have to break their hearts, especially May to September. And then a PCS season is going to definitely make sure that the, the Space A traveling is harder because it's going to be more full. And then school breaks are the exact same way, especially when you're living overseas. If you've got a a school break, a lot of the families that live overseas are going to want to come back to visit families. So let's avoid those at all costs just for a smoother transition. All right. The third one, you need to dress for all various types of weather, whether you are on a KC-135 flying to your destination or a C-17 weather is going to be something that is a little bit tricky because you could get on the plane at a really hot location and you could touch down because they need to make a stop somewhere really, really cold. Or maybe it's just simply riding on a C-17 over the ocean. It's going to be chilly. So here's your tip for this one. Dress in layers and make sure that you bring your hat and you bring your gloves. Even if you're boarding your plane in Florida, make sure that you've got the layers and that you are prepared for various temps. Because the truth is, these military aircraft that you're going to be boarding, you're only able to board them if the mission essential personnel and the mission essential gear have all been loaded. But mission takes priority. So if you are flying to Germany and they need to stop in Spain, guess what? You're going to Spain. So you want to make sure that you're prepared for anything. Okay, the next one, pack light. If you visit the website, it's going to tell you that you're really allotted two 70-pound bags. But again, Mission Essential wins the day. And there are a lot of cases to where you could board a plane if you you have a luggage or your luggage is less than 30 pounds. So to increase your chances, pack 30 pounds or less in luggage and make sure that everyone in your party packs less than 30 pounds in luggage. Because at that point, you and your party could board ahead of people with heavier luggage that can't get on certain flights because there are some restricted flights where you can't have more than 30 pounds. So make sure that you check um, the website, make sure that you know what kind of planes are coming in and out of there, but just to be safe, pack light. 
Okay, the next one, if you are going to board a KC-135, a C-17, and you are going to be on a military aircraft, whenever you get airborne, generally, if there is enough room, they're going to let you stretch out and get comfortable because jump seats are not the most comfortable things to sit in across the Atlantic Ocean, right? So in if that is the case, you want to make sure that you come prepared to relax and to stretch out. Here's the ways that you can do that. Bring an inflatable mat. They have these tiny little inflatable camp mats that are incredible or a yoga mat that's extra squishy. You can roll that out, lay down. You can bring a small sleeping bag. You can bring a light blanket. Don't forget the hat and gloves. Remember to stay warm. And then some of the flights, they're actually going to give you earplugs because military aircrafts are allowed. But just in case, just in case, bring your own. So light, a little inflatable mat or a yoga mat, blanket, small um, sleeping bag, your hats, your gloves, your earplugs, and you are going to be living right. Because I will tell you that, I mean, flying in a plane for long distances is never really comfortable. And I'm pretty sure, but you always, your legs get all stiff and stretchy. One beautiful thing about flying on the military aircrafts are that you can stretch out and it's super cool. If you're flying with kids, make sure you bring fully charged iPads and phones, anything that you can use to keep the kids busy on the airplane. But I can tell you, they're going to love being on a military aircraft. They're going to love even more being able to stretch out on your yoga mat that you bring and watch videos. It's going to be your greatest trip of all time. And the kids are going to think that it is such an adventure. So enjoy that flight. Okay, your next one. Be prepared to just go with the flow. Like I said earlier, you definitely do not want to choose Space A and rely on Space A when it comes to an event that you've got to get to, whether it's a wedding, whether it is a vacation that is non-refundable. You just don't want to risk it because there's no guarantees that you're going to make it on a space available flight. So you don't want to book non-refundable tickets um, at your destination. You don't want to book non-refundable hotel rooms. And you definitely want to make certain that you have researched your gaming base, like the base that you're going to be flying into, so that you know if they have a hotel room that you can grab for the night or look around the base to see if there's somewhere that you can stay in case you get stuck, right? So you don't want to book the non-refundable things. Here's the way that you've got to look at Space A. Your time is saving you money. You're trading your time, your stress. You're trading your um, maneuverability for less money. You know, it doesn't cost anything to fly on the military aircrafts. If you do happen to take a space available flight on Patriot Express, it's a really nominal fee. It's 20 to $35 per person for the fee. So you can't expect everything that you would get on a normal commercial flight. And that includes getting on the airplane and having everything run smoothly. You are at the whim of the military and the mission. And you definitely come second, third, sometimes sixth or seventh to the mission. The next tip is take the first available flight. So let's say you are trying to get to Germany and the next available flight, when you're at the terminal, like the next available flight for that day is going to Spain. You're going to go to Rota. Take the flight to Spain and get yourself a cheap little Ryanair flight 
from Rhoda from Spain to Germany. That is your best bet because there's no guarantee that the flight to Germany the next day is actually going to happen. And there's definitely no guarantee that you're going to get on it. So everyone who's ever flown space A, the trick is take the first available flight anywhere near where you want to go. If you're in Japan and you're trying to get back to uh, California and there's a flight into Seattle, go for it and wing it. Otherwise, you may end up, especially if you need to get somewhere quickly, because if you need to get somewhere quickly and they have a flight and it's coming in close, get there, rent a car and drive. Get there and get a cheap, you know, Spirit Airline or Ryanair flight to where you want to go. Because if you need to get there and you want to get there no matter what, you're going to end up paying a whole lot more for a last minute commercial flight. So take the first flight. Flexibility when flying space A is key. You just need to remember to join the Facebook pages early on. There's a Facebook page for all of these, you know, um, space A terminals at the bases and they have really up-to-date information. A lot of times they're going to post their uh, schedule and they're going to post how many seats they had available on the last flight to your destination. That's going to give you great information. Once we were flying Space A and we saw that historically at every single flight, they had 70 seats and every single flight, about 50 people were getting on Space A. And we were a class four at the time. So if there's 70 seats, 55 people are getting on. That means even class six was getting on. So we felt pretty good about our chances. If you'll do your research, you can find out if you should feel pretty good or if you should feel pretty iffy about it. Okay. So join the Facebook pages and stay informed. There is a website for all space safe flights for AMC, the Air Mobility Command. And there are schedules that are out there for you to find out. Also, you want to make sure that you will have up-to-date information on the entry requirements for the countries that you're going to be flying to. For instance, when we flew into Rota, Spain, we were on our way to Germany, but we took the flight to Rota and we took a quick little Ryanair hop from uh, Spain into Stuttgart. You want to make sure, or maybe it was into Oh, who knows? You know how your brain goes. It was somewhere from Spain, Germany. So, uh, but you want to stay up to date on the entry requirements because we had to get a special visa and we had to get a special document signed when we got to Spain in order for us to leave the base. And we had to have that document in order to gain access to the base when we got back. So make certain that you read on those Facebook pages and make sure that you read about the entry requirements. It is super important and it varies by, you know, by the country. You should also know that there are sign-up lists at most, not all, but at most of the Space A terminals. This does not guarantee you a seat, but what it does is it allows you to put your name on the list 60 days prior to travel. So if you know that you want to go somewhere 60 days from now, you can actually get yourself and your family on the list. And the longer you've been on the list, the better your chances for getting on that flight. If they make it down to class six and they're loading class sixes on the plane, the person who is a class six that's been on the list the longest is going to be able to board first. So get on the list 60 days out for your travel. You will be so happy that I gave you that tip. It is a first in first on 
system. First in the list, first on the plane. So you want to make sure that you get that. Once you are on the list, you want to double check a couple of times. You know, I'm not saying call the passenger terminal and, you know, drive them crazy, but you do want to double check that you are on the list, that they see you, and definitely double check eh, maybe 48 hours prior to the flight that you plan to take. Make sure that you're on there. Along that theme, make sure that when you do sign up that you note the day, the time, keep any emails, keep any documentation. If you've got a confirmation number from getting on the list, make sure you write all of that down so that when you're double checking, if they don't see you, you can tell them the day that you signed up and hopefully that'll win you over a little bit of little bit of grace. All right. On your day of travel, make sure that you check in early. I know there's no guarantee that you're going to get on the plane, but you are going to need to check the recommendations and check the requirements for that Space A terminal and then get there even earlier than that. Your bags are going to need to be screened and you're going to need to check in and let them know that you are present. If you've not checked in and let them know that you're present, they're going to skip you on the list. So it's super important to do that. If you are not flying on a military aircraft, but maybe a Patriot Express, which is really a commercial airline that the military has rented out and they have extra seats on. This is a lot of the ways that military families that are PCSing overseas or coming back from overseas get to travel. So you want to make sure that you understand that a Patriot Express, even though it's a commercial airline and that there are flight attendants, do not expect the same treatment. It is not a normal airline to where you're going to get all of the creature comforts. Once we were on a Patriot Express and we literally got stuck on the plane on the tarmac for three hours. It was not our greatest moment. And in those moments, that's when you think, huh, what is my time worth? You know, should I have just paid for the commercial ticket? Should I have just paid for the ticket in order to save my time? That is always the question that you need to ask yourself when it comes to space A travel. What is your time, your frustration, your sense of adventure, your level of adventure? What is it worth? If you are saving $2,000, it's probably worth it. If you're saving two hundred. dollars I don't know, guys, that's totally up to you. That is going to be a personal question that you're going to have to ask yourself. But I can tell you that if you're only saving $200, a lot could go wrong and a lot will be frustrating in your space A travel. We love it. We do it any chance we get to save some money and, you know, put some extra piggies in the piggy bank, if you will, or keep them there. But there are times that I've questioned my sanity and what my time is worth. So grab your earplugs, grab your little mat, make sure that you're checking in early, make sure that you have everything squared away and all your documentation that you need. Check in on those Facebook pages, check in on the website, see where they're going. And I am so hopeful that 2021 is going to be our year of travel, that we're going to be able to do some amazing things this year and go to some new amazing locations. And I hope that this podcast helps you to be prepared for your space A travel, helps you to laugh through some of the frustrations that come along with space A travel, and that you and your family have the greatest 2021. You guys have a wonderful rest of this day. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Millhousing Nation podcast. To connect with Millhousing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com.